Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. I am so excited to share today's episode with you with the amazing Allison Caffrey. She is one of my new friends and she has not only joined us on Instagram Live, but now here on the podcast to go deeper all about taking leave and even more specifically, how you can take a maternity leave that works for you. We have such a beautiful conversation, and so I wanted to share both of these conversations with you. So in today's episode, you will first listen to my chat with Allison on Instagram, where we hit some key points in understanding how to take leave and design it in a way that really makes you feel full, no matter what that looks like. And then we go even deeper talking through kind of the why of why helping women with maternity leave is so important our views on how our leaves went and what we would do differently and just ways that you can feel really supported in knowing that there is no one-size-fits-all answer to this. It's not something that we're just given, but it is something that we can create by design. So first, let's hop into our Instagram Live, and then from there, we'll hop into today's episode. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. I hope you are having a fabulous day. I am just so excited because Allison and just so intentional about the way that she helps women and just such a beautiful flow. Allison, how are you? Hi, Megan. I'm good. How are you? I'm so excited for us to talk and just talk all about leave and taking the guilt out of it. And like I said, you're just such an intentional soul. And so I can't wait for you to share what you have to share today. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and just normalize the conversation a little bit. Like, no funky scaries. Everyone can just be who they want to be and plan the leave that's right for them. So I'm excited, hopefully, for any expecting mamas listening who really are maybe struggling with this to feel like really excited after our conversation today. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for it. And before we happen to all the juice of everything that you have to share, why don't you take one to two sentences to tell everybody who you are, what you do, the mom and entrepreneur side of your yeah. life. Sure. So I'm Allison Caffrey. I help um, expecting mompreneurs plan the maternity leave of their dreams. And I do so by taking a systematic approach to how they structure their business and their life. And uh, my background is in systems and operations. So I've actually had my own business called Operations Agency for the last over five years. We just celebrated an anniversary over at the um, fall. And I'm a mom of two young little boys, two and a half and 10 months. Um, so we're doing all the things. We're juggling all the balls. And honestly, I have never needed more structure in my life than I do right now. Um, and so it's definitely something that I have worked a long time to try to reposition everybody's minds around that structure, build a lot of really cool freedoms in your life. And so that's what I'm passionate about, helping moms do that, be able to access ways to just take some time off from their business and enjoy this new little one they have. I love it so much. And I love what you said there too, about like, sometimes people feel like structure can be constricting. And, you know, there's a lot of women, too, who are very much in the feminine. And so free flowing and stuff, you're like, ah, oh, do I really want to put structure around what's coming through me energetically and all of that? But I love what you said there, too. It allows you to have so much freedom. And it reminds me of like, you know, we get into entrepreneurship and we don't have any kind of manual. We don't know 
what we need to put in place. And I know you're all about structure, but structure based on you. And it feels like it's this beautiful combination where we can have the support that we need that, you know, without somebody guiding you, you might not even know that you specifically need, but it can be in your own way on your terms. And so why don't we start this conversation there? Because most people think of maternity leave or any other kind of leave that you may need to take in your business as like three months or whatever comes to mind. That's what always comes to mind for me. But I know that you believe it doesn't have to be what everybody else is doing. So talk to us about that. What are some different things you've seen and how do you help your clients figure out what's the right choice for them? Yeah, great question. And I think that just like there are infinite ways to start a family and to be a mom and raise kids, there are infinite ways for you to run a business and have a leave. And so I encourage you not to try to pigeonhole yourself into what everybody else is doing and what other people who maybe have been successful with this have done in the past. Planning your leave is very specific. It's very, it should be very intentional and you don't have to feel guilty taking the time. You don't have to feel guilty if you want to keep some aspects of your day as a mompreneur. I understand. I mean, I'm very passionate about my business and I, in my second leave, I remember that was like my tether to myself. I remember thinking like, I really need to and I really want to be present for these aspects of my business so that I can return to my baby really excited to be with him. And I feel like me, right? Instead of my first leave, I did the shooting all over myself. And I was like, well, I should take eight solid weeks off and then reassess from there. And I found myself really lost about what to do with my free time. So that made me the anxious mama. I was like, Googling everything and I was buying things on Amazon at two in the morning that I like surely didn't need because I was worried about the baby. And it was just such a stressful time for me. And it wasn't until I went through that that I was like, okay, yeah, this doesn't have to look like everybody else's. It really doesn't. And so really sitting down and planning out the non-negotiables with our clients is where we start. So what are the things that you enjoy throughout your day that nourish you as a mom, that nourish you as an individual, nourish you as a partner? Are you moving your body? Are you drinking water? Do you have access to healthy food? Like even just those things at a baseline will help us understand like who we might need to tap into to help us achieve this and how long we might need to be able to be absent from our business and how comfortable that might seem for us, right? If you're one of those moms who wants to take a few weeks off, maybe we need to decide, can your company afford it? I know that's a hard conversation, but it's one that we can have early on that might ease the blow of maybe being two or three weeks into leave and then being like, oh crap, I need to return when I'm not ready. And so mm-hmm. I think preparation is so key here and answering some of those key con- like questions because then what we can do is feel like we have access to choose on leave what we want to do versus what we have to do. Mm-hmm. So many beautiful golden nuggets there. And I love how you shared that you need to first think about like, what are your non-negotiables for both mom and entrepreneur life? And I know, I'm sure you felt this way too, that it changes not only, but probably before and after, uh, before you have your baby and then after you've got to kind of reassess, okay, I thought these were my non-negotiables, but are they really? Mm -hmm. But then also like from kid to kid, like, like you said, from the first one, you wanted X, Y, and Z. And by the time for the next one, you wanted something different or needed something different. And, and so I'm curious, as you're coaching clients, because you're coaching them on the front end for mm-hmm. having this beautiful maternity leave, but I'm sure they come, they come to you and they still have questions once they're in the yeah. maternity leave and maybe need to recalibrate a bit. And so 
what are some of those things, maybe some safeguards that you put into place or things that you tell them that you're going to get attorney leave and you may feel like you want to flex or do more work or do less work or whatever. So talk to us that about that, that recalibrating that once you're in it, how do you make sure that you're still designing that beautiful maternity leave that you crave and are loving? Yeah, totally. So first of all, you can't operate from an empty cup. So fill your cup up first. Don't give up sleep, nutrition, or moving your body in order to work. That is absolutely my advice because what will happen is, is even though you might feel great doing work some days, if you ignore those other three things for long enough, you will burn out and you will be in a position where things start to feel really top heavy and you start to topple over. Um, additionally, speak with your partner and your support system. So people in your home, either regularly every day or here and there, and have them tell them what your goals are. Say, hey, listen, I really want to do these things. I really want to accomplish these things. Can you help me get there? And can you just be my support through this? Like my husband was huge in my second leave. We were going through it, obviously, at the first, you know, at the first brush on the first time. And I was like, hey, listen, I would really like to feel less anxious this time. How do we feel like we can get me another hour to just be on my own for a little while? Showering and dressing my wounds was my non-negotiable for the second leave. And so I remember asking him because I always felt like I was begging for a shower, even though that totally wasn't true. Um, I just wasn't able to communicate what I needed to him because I just didn't know. And so even when you start to feel like, I would say like when you start to feel resentful or like envious of somebody else's situation, turn inward and be like, okay, how can I change what I'm doing on my day to day, right? Just follow your intuition. If you start to feel those like yucky feelings of, well, oh, this mom is doing it better than I'm doing it. Or, you know, I resent my husband or my partner or this other person who has all this free time or is able to separate from the baby. Like ask yourself, if you walked over to that, that person and you were like, hey, could I have an hour to just go shower and like change my mom diaper and <laughs> do my thing and come back refreshed, they would most likely jump at the opportunity and say, absolutely. Yeah. You know? Mm, yeah. It's so beautiful. And and I think it's such an interesting point because we you get stuck in, you can get stuck in one or the other. You could yeah. either get stuck in the my cup is just I need to fill it up and I just need more help and you intuitively feel like you're running on E. Mm-hmm. But then with my second, and I'm, and it sounds like you had a similar situation, I was like, I don't know if it's just that was the pregnancy or if it was just because I had done it once already, but I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I needed more than three months with Jack. With Sophia, I was like, all right, what are we going to do now? And I mean, it was COVID, so there was really nothing we could do. <laughs> but like, I just, I felt different. And it was so interesting to me because that first time around, I just, I craved more time with him and more space and not getting back so fast. And mm-hmm. um, so I think it's just such an interesting dynamic where you could be in it. And what I hear you saying is that remembering at every moment to check in with yourself and your intuition of where, what do you feel? How are you feeling? And remembering that you can choose. You can choose to push that throttle of your business if you're like three weeks in and you feel healed and your cup does fill up and and you're like, okay, I, I can do some work. Or if you're feeling so drained, you can choose to be able to drop the guilt and say, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to rush back to my business. And don't you agree that it's just a beautiful part of mompreneurship that we can choose which throttle we want to push? Absolutely. And living life by design right like we are the authors of our story and we can write a maternity leave that feels really good for us and i think especially to i mean listen there's not a standard for mompreneur and maternity leave nobody offers it to us uh, nobody offers it to us but us and so i think that's i mean scary for some but i think we could also read it as very 
inspiring and impactful because we really do get to choose things on our own terms. We're not going to be the victim of whatever anybody else is offering us. We get to have agency over this. And especially if you're in the family planning stage or the early stages of pregnancy, the earlier you can get behind some of these things and start to weave this into your life and structure your business to support this brand new version of you, right? This new kind of shedding of your skin and and all of that, then, you know, the, the better off that you're going to be on leave. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. And I'm just so excited that we're having this conversation from the perspective of maternity leave. But again, like all of this applies to any other leaves you may take. You know, some people are starting to crave taking a whole month off in their business and, and all right. these different things to be more present and more slow with their family. And I know that you said as we're wrapping up, because we're going to get to dive even more into this on the podcast, which I'm so excited to have more space <laughs> to talk with you. It's going to be so good. But as we're wrapping up, you had mentioned that self-care was one of those levers that you need to pull or could pull in order to really optimize and feel successful in your leave. But you've also told me that there are three different levers to pull. So why don't you leave everybody with what those three levers are? And then when we um, have our podcast episode, everybody can learn a little bit more about what we're talking and hear more of an in-depth conversation. Totally. I'm happy to dive deep, but I'll give kind of the surface level three. So the first is what is the communication plan? So you want to know what is going on, who you're communicating with, and who have that quote-unquote bat line to you, right, from your business. Who really has that one kind of track communication? Because what you don't want to do is open up and be responding to and chatting with several different people. Keep those boundaries so that you can choose which emails you're replying to or which meetings you're attending, that sort of thing. Second is to decide at least a rough overall timeline. And the hack there is to include some milestones for reassessment ahead of time. Meaning if I'm going to take an eight-week leave, I want to reassess how that's going every two weeks, right? For example, a way that we can kind of check in with ourselves, check in with our business as well, check in with our team and say, hey, listen, we're two weeks in. I know I've got six weeks left. How do we feel about the tasks? And do we feel like I need to chime in a little bit more meaningfully in the next few weeks in order for us to hit our goals and our deadlines. Um, And the third and final thing is how are you monitoring things? So I personally am the type of person who loves to have my finger on the pulse of stuff when even I delegate it away. And so the quicker you can set up key performance indicators or metrics inside of your business that basically just tell you how things are going in your absence, I guarantee you the stress level will come from here nice and down to here because you'll know that even while you're on leave, everything is in good hands and you have one place to check at two o'clock in the morning between feeding. That's going to tell you that the team is doing great. It's so beautiful. And I just love how your operations background comes into play so beautifully here. And it's (laughs) it's so, so clear that you're an expert in what you do because these are things that like you think about it, you're like, oh, logistically, yes, that makes sense. But hearing them in the strategic way that you're sharing is just straight gold. So also, I'm so excited for us to get to dive in more on the podcast, which will be coming out soon. Until then, where can people find you? Tell them a little bit more about how you can support them and what a next step would be for them to follow you if they're expecting or planning on expecting and need to get themselves together. <laughs> yeah, amazing. I'm so excited for the show too. I can't wait to dive deeper for all the moms listening. So you can find me at mastermaternityleave.com. Um, this is my Instagram at mastermaternityleave. You can send me a DM if you have specific questions about your leave or if you're stressing a little bit about what's going on. I have a free checklist on the website that you can snag if you're starting to think through some of these elements. It's very, very plug and play. Um, I'm super excited to serve moms in this way. And I just hope that all the information 
and myself personally um, for anyone who has any questions. I just want to be accessible. Um, so shoot me a message. I can't wait to help. I love talking shop and I love helping moms through this process. Yay, Allison, you're so amazing. Thank you so much for your time. I can't wait for us to get to talk soon and collaborate more. And I just so appreciate you being here. Likewise, Megan, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Oh, yes, it was. Have a good day, guys. Thanks for watching. Now you see why we had to come over to the podcast because Allison just has so much amazingness to share. And 15 minutes just doesn't do it justice. So now we will pick up where we left off. Here on the podcast, here is the rest of my conversation with Allison, all about taking the guilt out of taking leave. I am so excited to continue this conversation with my good friend Allison, talking about maternity leave, talking about how we can fully understand what a maternity leave can do for us and how you can make it happen. Because Allison and I were just saying before we hit record that it is an interesting spot that we're in because we're not given a maternity leave. We don't even necessarily have a manual to make a maternity leave happen. And so Allison is here to demystify that process for us and help us see how you can create a maternity leave that works for you exactly the way that you would want one. And so, Allison, I know we talked a lot on our Instagram live about the strategy and also the checking in and, and kind of where we wrapped up the conversation is that these two things have to go hand in hand, that we have to have this structure and this strategy, but then we need to pair that with consistent check-ins in order to design this beautiful maternity leave we love. So can you just start off the bat of maybe how you uncovered that and why you've seen that be so successful for your clients as you've helped them in this process? Yeah, totally. And uh, listen, we all start our businesses because we love them, right? Everybody says, oh, my business is my baby. And that is so true, right? We love to serve. We love to get results for our clients and, you know, bring delight to our customers. And ultimately, I think that the big mistake I learned when I took my very first maternity leave was that I tried to create this really big separation from myself and my business because I felt like that's what I had to do because that's what everybody else does. And I found myself really stressed and anxious around what was happening in my business. And I felt no clear tether to that other than just opening up my email which then brought me even more stress and anxiety around what was happening in my business because I had no context through which to view those messages and really filter that information. And so that was the biggest aha moment for me. And again, I learned it in the trenches of my first maternity leave. And I was like, wow, I feel like I can't even access some things that actually would decrease my stress and allow me to be more present with my baby. And so that was a huge eye-opener for me. I started talking with my team and I was like, how can we get this to a point where I'm taking a look at some of the important metrics that make my business run and some of the important things that decrease my stress levels in terms of letting me know that we're closing more clients and that we're serving people in a way that's consistent with our brand guidelines and our processes internally and all of those things. And so I, I would have been able to identify those things way earlier had I had me before my first maternity leave. <laughs> I love what you said there because I think it's a great reminder and something that we're we're working on and writing in our book is what the definition of present and productive mean to you. Mm -hmm. Because I think we've, me personally, kind of raise your hand if you agree with this, we've been conditioned to view productive as one thing. However, I feel like it's a more fluid concept. What productive looks like from maternity leave to maternity leave, 
from day to day even, from week to week. It, it's, it's constantly ebbing and flowing and changing based on what we need to fill up our cup in that moment. And I know that's a lot of what we've talked about too, is that filling up your cup in order to, to move forward and serve. And I think that also pairs with the present. And so what I'm hearing you say is what you uncovered is, oh, I was craving my business and I was trying to like keep it separate. Like this is my maternity leave, blinders on, be present in this moment with the kids. But mm -hmm. mompreneurship is a combined word because we like both of it. We want the mom and the entrepreneur. And so I'm curious if if that hits for you, if if that feels correct. And if so, how did you start to change your relationship with that word productive? I think the maternity leave time is like a beautiful time to really reassess what that means to you. And so I'm curious if you had that feeling as well. The packed uh, question, and I'm really happy that you brought it up because I think it starts to touch on some of the more um, existential ways that we can up-level as leaders in our life. Um, so first of all, productivity and output usually have very similar meetings, right? And I think when we, as women and moms, and uh, traditionally speaking, we write a to-do list and then we check off those boxes in terms of productivity, right? So it's output, it, it's results-driven and it's uh, outcome-driven, right? So we have to reframe that specifically when we start to think about productivity. And I love what you asked about kind of reframing that for what's important to you, because there are things that folks can be very productive doing um, or spending their time that brings them high levels of energy that another person just doesn't feel those high levels of energy when they're producing or being productive, right? And so I think that when we think about producing in our life or being productive, right, we want to produce great relationships. We want to produce health and wellness for ourselves. And we want to produce a business that is able to fund the things that we want to generate in our in our personal lives, right? And so that looks really different at different stages, not only of your business, but of your life. I know that the time I spend away from my children better be producing something that I can come back and show as tangible value that will grow my business, that'll grow our mission as a family. And that doesn't look like answering every single email in my inbox anymore. It used to, but now it doesn't. And so that is, again, an individual assessment of how we're spending the most impactful time in our business and on our business, how we're spending the most impactful time in our family, what brings us the most joy and value, because a lot of times the time that we feel, quote unquote, unproductive, actually energetically fills us so that we can go and meet tasks and challenges and strategies for growth head on in our personal life and our professional life. And I think a lot of women see in a lot of society at large, right, sees maternity leave as I remember someone posted on Instagram or maybe it was LinkedIn. I think it was LinkedIn. She was like, uh, she said, my belly today at work was referred to as a career ender. And I said, wow, I mean, what a bold and frankly, just rude comment to make to somebody, because I think that the, the skills that you learn as a mom and the skills that you learn as a leader are almost identical to one another. Right. And so if we take this maternity leave experience and we really assess, OK, how can I rise to that next level of leadership, not only in my work, not only with my clients and with my, my family, but also with myself. Right. How can I lead me? to be a more productive version of myself when I come into, you know, actually completing tasks that I need to complete, right? The output things that I have to actually create in life. So that's what maternity leave really helped me with as I, as I started thinking, I said, if I'm going to leave my babies, quite possibly one of the most important roles that I'll ever assume in my entire life, right? As mom, 
if I have to leave that role, if I need to outsource that to whatever other function in my home or outside of my home that that needs to happen, I better be doing something that's going to bring massive impact either to the world, to my family, all of those things. Mm. It's so many, so many mic drop moments. First and foremost, <laughs> my face when you made the comment of that LinkedIn post. I, whoo, oh my whoo, goodness, whoo, right? Yeah, I can't. I can't. Outrageous. That kind of stuff. I couldn't <laughs> even watch Mad Men because of just like the the way that life was then. I get too angry. I can't. I just cannot handle that. Um, so I'm just so glad that that we're helping women through that. And I think it's really interesting what you said of it's all an individual basis. And this has been something that has been very top of mind for me lately. And I'm curious if you've noticed this well in the industry that a lot of the times coaches in that space are all about the one size fits all and the expertise. Well, I'm the expert. And so this is the way that you do it point blank. So I love that you already touched on this of understanding what's going to work for you in maternity leave and what is productive for you in your maternity leave is an individual basis. It changes from person to person, which we're like, of course it does. Of course it does. But I think we personally, I personally <laughs> fall in the trap of of outsourcing that power and assuming the expert knows what I need. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious for you when you're helping women with their maternity leave, and especially if it's the mom who's going from zero to one, so they have no idea what to expect for this phase. Yeah. How are you helping her and nurturing her in understanding that like she has all the answers inside her and that she will also come to uncover those correct answers in each moment instead of, I know that you're not just saying this is what you do and boom, 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 here's your plan. Here you go. See you later. On to the next one. Yeah. I, I know that that's not you. So talk to us about like what you see and how you are helping shift women into their power and and really finding that answer for them individually. Yeah, great question. So I think a lot of times when someone approaches or, excuse me, proposes a one size fits all, um, they haven't necessarily codified their approach meaning that they think they can just give you this thing or this prescription, right? But really, they haven't codified their process for uncovering what you actually need, right? And so that's how we work. And frankly, I've been doing this for a lot of years. I approach projects in a very pragmatic and similar way, but the results of those projects are extremely custom. And I've done this, obviously, in my brick and mortar business. Well, brick and mortar, I say that like we're physical. We're not. We've been in business for a long time. And that's why I say like my, my actual practice over here um, in operations, because operations, right, there are some best practices. There are some things that you might need to take a look at in terms of how we're operating. But ultimately, the way that a company decides to list its mission, vision and values and the way they communicate that to the team and the way they sync up as a team and the way they rally together and the way they manage projects and the way they problem solve together, that's all very different. And that's one of the reasons why companies stay in business. It's one of the reasons why companies employ employees for a really long time. And I see maternity leave as no different, right? It's a function of something that's about to happen in your life. And if you can be pragmatic in the way that you approach some of these things, you can start to say, okay, if I take a look at how I prefer to communicate, right, on maternity leave, if that's just the big thing that we start to take a look at very first and foremost, right, I always um, give a really solid uh, idea around creating the bat line person, right, the person that has the one, the one call <laughs> to you, like the only one who can reach you. 
And that's really just to protect moms from, you know, kind of falling into bad habits or honestly to protect moms from allowing their entire team to just be able to get in touch with them. But really what we want to do is we want to ask them the simple questions around what will decrease stress and bring the most joy to you in this experience. And I think being really available from a time perspective or even being really um, intentional about some of the ways that you fill that time um, in the very beginning is going to be the biggest difference maker in just being able to feel like you have agency to choose what you want to do. That's ultimately our big goal for for um, moms specifically. And I think at large, I'd love to just reframe the entire experience of maternity leave to be more of an opportunity and less of a setback. But I think in terms of tactical next steps, I really want moms to find agency over their leave, meaning that they can make the decisions for themselves. They don't feel tethered to this Parisian maternity leave. They don't think they have to sit there for the entire 12 weeks proverbially and keep their feet up and just have their boobs out and breastfeed their their baby. Like they feel like they have options and agency over how they want to spend their time, how they want to interact with their business, how they want to interact with their customers. And if they don't, that's also fine, right? If they do, like I learned that so hard in my first maternity leave, I was like convinced that I needed the 12-week period. I was convinced. And then once I started getting into it, I was super anxious. And I remember being like, wow, okay, if I were to have just positioned some activities because it's my business, it's me, it makes me feel like me. And during a time of uncertainty and gigantic shifts, you might want to have some tether to who you were before baby, right? And that really personally helped me through, especially in my second leave, when I said, hey, guys, I'm going to take two uninterrupted weeks. We will reassess from there. And I didn't remember, I didn't say, well, just put me back into specific things. I said, we will reassess. And then I had the option of whether I wanted to take some more time or if I wanted to jump back into some specific activities that weren't very client facing that I could really kind of get my arms around. So again, the kind of big theme there and the ultimate answer to your question is just a, a, a simple approach that provides custom results that give moms agency over the experience and less kind of fitting into the boxes of what they should be doing. Agency. That's such a beautiful word. And I just feel like it has so much power within it. You just hear it and you're like, yeah, I want that. Like that feels <laughs> really, really good. I think it's so beautiful. And I love that you said that the goal is to decrease stress and bring joy, which when you said that, it's like, well, yeah, that's definitely something that we want in maternity leave, but also something that we want all the time, right? Like that's yep. that's the mm -hmm. goal in business all the time. And I know in this sector of your business, it's very focused on maternity leave, but then you have the whole operational side of your business that you mentioned you've had for a while. And so my question in, in those links there is, how much crossover are you seeing with your maternity leave clients taking these skills, learning this agency, understanding how to manage their business in a completely different way? And then, you know, you throw on potentially the transition from zero to one or one to however many kids. Mm -hmm. And you see them running their businesses differently. Like, talk to us about the power that you're seeing your clients walk away with just simply by understanding these few key principles that you've been sharing with us. Oh, yeah. And that's where the opportunity positioning happens, right? This is an opportunity in maternity leave, because especially if we're going to grow a business that can operate outside of us, maybe if we ever want to scale it to the point of being able to exit. If we want to open multiple locations for our brick and mortar practice, 
these operational tactics and being able to remove yourself from day-to-day operations to get up above 30,000 feet and see what happens, this is an opportunity. I know a lot of women who stress a lot about maternity leave and they're like, I have no idea how my business is going to function without me. And ultimately what we can start to think through is, okay, if I have goals and aspirations to lead a team or to scale a business or to eventually remove myself from any aspect of my business, pulling myself out during maternity leave is a great way to start to identify some of those bottlenecks and really be in a position to run my business by design and not default. And ultimately, what we want to do is just create more consistency and more capacity, right, to be able to to basically do whatever we feel like with our business, right? I know so many people who are like, oh, I don't know if I can, you know, generate more customers because they don't know what to do with them sometimes. They say, I know that sometimes, especially service providers, they say, well, when I close a new client, that means I'm saying yes to my time, right? I'm, I'm saying My time needs to be spent onboarding this person and fulfilling this stuff and running the reports and generating the results and all of the things. And so when I first talk with clients, sometimes maternity leave clients and just regular operations clients, they'll come to me and say, I'm scared to close new business. Scared. (laughs) And you're not only denying, obviously, your specific mission, vision, values for growing your business and serving your family via that business and all that stuff, but you're denying that person who might really need your results whose life you might change because you don't have things figured out on the back end. And I think it's the same thing when we start to look at maternity leave. Imagine like being able to spend that time re-getting to know yourself, resituating you in your new world and with your new baby and all those things, or denying ourselves that opportunity and our family that opportunity as well to grow and be with us if we don't take this very intentionally. And I don't think that um, that doesn't mean that we can't still have a free flow Um, of, you know, information and we can't have a free flow of, you know, how we can kind of make decisions in the moment, right? Again, opportunities for agency. But at the end of the day, doing some of these difficult practices and going through some of this just hard reassessment can really pave the path for how your business is going to function as your family grows. And believe me, we want to figure out some of those things before your time, I mean, essentially gets cut in half. Let's be totally honest, right? <laughs> 1,000. 1,000 I think half is generous, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like uh, at about right now an hour to two hours, maybe a day is is where I'm at. So what? I'm at like 10 hours. I, I say this so much. I'm laughing because you. I'm sure everybody can hear my kids screaming in the background. Just heard them vroom their little little tykes cars right up by the door. Um, Plug but, for the new studio uh, <laughs> real quick. Yes, exactly. Hashtag back to your content. <laughs> oh, which is already what I starred when you said consistency and capacity are like the two mm. main things. And um, Allison, I'm so curious to know, too, just sometimes I think about what I did prior to kids. Like, what did I do in my office? Ooh. From eight in the morning until six at night. What what was I doing? Yeah. Scrolling Facebook? Like I don't it's it's such a beautiful gift that motherhood gives us is yeah. being able to shift our time and priorities in that way. And we're just so yeah. much more efficient. And so I'm curious to know what is that number one operational thing that we need to capitalize on this opportunity? Because you're sharing right now this beautiful thing that maternity leave is an opportunity to understand mm-hmm. what you need to grow and scale your business sans maternity leave, just just in right. general. 
So I'm curious, like when you think about this opportunity, what's that first thing that you're like, if there's one thing that you could capitalize on and really hone in for bettering yourself for the future, what is that? Documentation, a thousand percent. I think too often um, the most key company information or the most impactful company information lives between the two ears of all the people on the team and specifically the founder mompreneur, right? We start a business because we have a passion for something. We want to be a change agent. We want to provide for our customers and for our clients. And then ultimately what we end up doing is we end up building a job, right? And if we don't get some of our knowledge, our industry expertise, some of the standard ways that we fulfill on things down on paper, then ultimately we work for ourselves um, and we're the worst boss we'll ever have (laughs) because we're going to hold ourselves to all these incredibly impossible standards. And we're never going to be able to make ourselves happy. And the amazing thing about being able to grow a team and being able to get that knowledge down on paper is that you can transmit it into team training for folks who can come and stand in on your behalf, folks that can get results perhaps better than you can get them, right? Let's just be totally honest. We're mompreneurs, but we're not great at everything, right? If we were, then we would just be an enigma. And perhaps (laughs) that's just a problem overall. (laughs) But so we can train people to do things better than we can do them. And then we can also craft really repeatable ways of getting results so that we can do things like roll them into really important uh, reporting and things like that that can help us make key decisions for our business at scale. And that all starts with documentation, right? Just getting how you are getting core results down on paper. Because a lot of folks, um, you know, they have custom approaches like I talked about, right? We have approaches that we use that I know are absolutely ironclad processes for us. And it's a really great rubric for being able to apply consistency even in experience, right, for our one-on-one clients. The people that work with us, they want to understand that we are pragmatic in our approach and it makes us able to get them higher levels of results. So even if you don't want to write down your procedures because you want to take some Parisian maternity leave or take a long-term sabbatical from your business or whatever, at least do it to deliver your clients and your customers more high-level results and make greater impact for them. Mm. Such, such gold there. (laughs) And I think it's really interesting, too, that you said, like, Everything is living between the mom's ears. Because what an interesting parallel that is to mom life at home. Yep. And it's really all just coming down to communication, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's when you can communicate. And I just think there's so much beauty in that. Not only can you communicate with your team, your partner, whatever that looks like. But when we think about our business in general, like how clear, like you're saying in the coaching industry, how clear and simple is what you're doing? Do you fully... Have your process figured out? Do you fully know what you're doing? It's like when you go to explain something to your kid. If you can't explain it to them, like explain it to a five-year-old, then it might not be as simple, as clean as it could be. And so just what a beautiful gift that you are giving mompreneurs and understanding what to do for maternity leave, but then also how this can serve them and how these skills really serve you throughout all of your business, whether you're just starting to have kids or your kids are teens and you're just constantly evolving and changing with the seasons of mom life. I just think it's so, so helpful, Allison. I'm so appreciative of it. And so for everybody who's listening, who's like, help, SOS, please. I'm either planning. I know that I want to have kids soon. I already have a couple and I seriously need to get my ish together. Like, how can you help them as they're going to maternity leave or maybe just a different type of leave to spend time with their family and they need to get it together? Yeah, absolutely. So Master Maternity Leave is where we keep all our goodies. You can reach out to me personally. I am super, super um, available because I love this stuff. Absolutely do. 
Um, we have a series of programs that we help, for example, like moms who are planning to become pregnant, uh, moms who are expecting already, um, and moms who um, have young kids and frankly, just maybe feel like things are duct taped together a little bit. Um, so ultimately, what we really want to do is be able to decrease the stress and increase the clarity and joy around um, what they're doing right day to day and with their business and with their family. Because I know just from personal life, I mean, my oldest is two and a half and things are crazy here, like absolutely crazy. And if I didn't have some of this acumen around operations and the way that my business is run and the way that we serve our clients already at operations agency, I probably would have ripped all my hair out or possibly worse in terms of just reaction because things just feel so out of control sometimes that especially for us recovering control freaks, we just need a little bit of a grip on how things are going. And I think we mentioned this before, but structure doesn't have to be so constricting. A lot of folks think that structure means red tape. A lot of people think structure means that they can't do things. And fortunately, it actually is completely different, right? Structure builds freedom in your life, right? When you have those non-negotiables, especially when you're running a business, right? If you have some structure where you know things are repeatable enough to like that 80, 90 percentile, you feel way more comfortable when the school calls and says, you got to come pick up your kid because they have a cough or a runny nose or a fever or whatever. And you can kind of shut that part of your brain down that's mompreneur right now and really focus on your kiddo because you know that if you're hitting in the 90th percentile around your habits and your repeatable processes and your business is functioning really well, then you all of a sudden have this freedom to be able to plan really impactful vacations, plan a maternity leave, you know, be able to take those ad hoc times to be with your child or like cut out early on a Friday and like go take them to the park, you know. And I think a lot of times the structure overall has been approached in that way that it's really constricting. But ultimately, structure in my life has provided me some of the best freedom, not only with time um, and, and impact, but also financial freedom. And it's incredible what we can do and how we can change people's lives and our family and our community and our and our client base, and our customer base, when we aren't operating from a place of fear and reaction and, and all of those things. Mm. It's such, such gold. And I just love how you are, like we mentioned, redefining what this could look like and also demystifying it and showing you what maternity leave can look like and all the possibilities. It's absolutely gold. And I know that you're able to support women in a, you have a free guide or they can reach out, like you said, mm -hmm. to your website. Do you want to tell everybody a little bit about that before we hop into yeah, our so rapid fire questions? <laughs> yeah, sure. So we have a free planning guide for any mompreneurs who are expecting right now. They can kind of go through big checklist that I go through, you know, with my clients one on one and some of the ways that I help them understand how to go after that. Um, we have a core program as well, um, where we help expecting mompreneurs basically just through all of the planning stages and all the ways that they might interact with their team and set up their business operationally to be able to press pause meaningfully. Um, and then we can also take moms through that program one on one. Um, so we have a lot of really cool opportunities. Um, obviously, I have operations agency as well. If you're running a business with several small children or if your team is huge and you're just like, help, 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 really, really help. Um, operations agency is meant for those larger businesses that, um, you know, really just need a, a whole operational restructuring, you know, to per perhaps achieve some crazy, crazy goals. Um, and by crazy, I mean that in the best way, because aren't we all crazy for being mompreneurs? Like I was at an industry conference earlier this month or earlier this week. And uh, they were saying that statistically speaking, businesses are like 90. I think that the most uh, recent data is 97.3% chance of failure when you start a business. 
And so he was saying that all of us in this room are insane. He's like, we're insane people. And I was like, sure are. Feel that way. Totally feel that way. So I want, I hope that moms listening, uh, first of all, feel like they're not alone in this. A lot of people have struggled through this. And that's one of the reasons why I've poised these programs the way I have is because I needed this when I took my leaves. I know so many women in my community of mompreneurs who needed this when they took leave. I had someone tell me that they were out on a Monday or out on a Thursday with their son and then back on a Monday after they'd had their baby. And she just felt so um, stuck. She felt like she was stuck. She needed to do that because she didn't understand that her business, her business could, could just couldn't function without her. And it was a really scary time for her. I remember she to also told me that during that pregnancy, she was closing one of the biggest clients that she'd ever closed. And she wore a baggy shirt to that um, to that meeting because she was afraid that they weren't going to sign if, if, for example, she showed that she was pregnant. And I think the all around goal here is to make sure that moms feel supported through this journey from pretty much every stretch of the means. And my hope is that if you have a client meeting or a potential client meeting, that someone may react like that for you. You have the agency to be able to say that person's not for me because I know that my business is structured as such that I don't need that revenue. I can work with people that actually I can make an impact for and I don't have to be that stuck. Um, so that's my that's my <laughs> hope for all the moms that I help is that we can just really access that agency over their business and over their life. Mm such an important job that you're doing and just so appreciative that you are spearheading that because hearing those stories again I can't I can't yeah. like it's so yeah, it's, it's so terrible and yeah and then hearing the statistic too I'm like what do you mean there is no other option like I don't but yeah isn't that funny I, think I swear our I know our brains are just wired a little differently I think I really do Mm -hmm. um, and I found so much support in the mompreneur community just in um, in so many ways. And so the more that we can keep supporting each other through this, again, statistically super improbable mm -hmm. endeavor that we're all on, um, the, the better we'll all rise together. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it, Allison. All right. Let's hop into the rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I'm excited. Yeah. All right. So first and foremost, what is your favorite strategy to help you be a more present and productive mompreneur? Ooh, I love my perfect week. So I block my times um, specifically for the activities that I'm going to do for the week. And what I'll do is I'll block, for example, like interviews all at one time, client calls all at one time, um, you know, contract, new contract calls all at one time. And then that way, what I do is I actually block in time for my kids during the week. My husband and I are super intentional about that. And I do not look at my phone. It's gone, like everywhere gone <laughs> so away from me. That's my crucial. that's my hack to be present with my family is because honestly, if I and another hack, a layer over top of that is I'm always in do not disturb. My phone does not ping unless I'm not with my children. Mm. Uh, yeah, I just keep mine always in do not disturb. Yeah. Because I find like even if I am, if I'm not with them, if I'm trying to work, it's distract, you know, it's just a distraction. So I try to keep my phone like old school, almost like an old school phone, yes. except I don't even want to know if somebody's calling me. Like, don't yeah. I'll get totally. back to you. Yeah, I'll reach back. Out exactly. Exactly. That's such gold. And of course, I got to throw the little love for the batching there that, that that's your focus is yes. like, how can I group these activities together? And again, operations and productivity, I'm sure you have seen that in doing that, the flow, the ease, like you're just already in that mindset. So you just 
get that part done. Is that why you've gotten into that space? Yeah. And you just like feel yourself on a roll, right? Like you're, it's it's so fun. You, you just feel a lot more productive when you're just grouping like tasks together. And there's been so many studies done on like brain switching from one activity to the next and whatnot. And so you don't actually realize how much time you actually lose. And as moms, right, we got to take that time back. We absolutely do. Because as we're spending time away from our family, we need to be able to be productive with that time. And we just have less of it. Let's just be t- totally honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Straight gold. Tell me, what is the number one essential support you have that you can't live without? Um, maybe not what you guys think. So it's a product. It's called Athletic Greens. Um, and I drink it every single day. And it helps me kind of get a jolt of greens when I feel like I'm slipping behind on some of my nutrition or some of my vitamins and things like that. And it's just super simple. You like shake it up in a shaker bottle and then you're just like instant greens and you feel better and your energy level is higher. So I'll typically do it in like the afternoon or after a workout when I'm kind of like, oh, OK, I got to move to the next thing. Um, so that's something for sure I can't live without because they also have like little packable things that I can take in the diaper bag and stuff with me and I can just drink them on the go, too. Oh, that's huge. And is it caffeine free, too? Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. See, that's a jackpot. Yeah. The afternoon. It's epic. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I'll be all jittery. No, totally. And I think it's so it's so great, too, because, again, like sometimes I feel like a lot of moms tell me that like their self-care goes down quite a bit, like after they have kiddos. And I feel like it's a good, like really quick self-care. Like, all right, I'm making sure that I'm getting my vitamins. I'm drinking water and I am getting also a big hit of greens and energy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That is such gold. And it plays perfectly into our next question, what which is what's your go to self-care activity when you have a little bit of me time? What do you choose to do with it? I like reading. I really do. I think especially to up leveling like my skills and just feeling like I'm working on myself. Um, My workouts are also extremely great in terms of me time, but I schedule those in as well. And I feel like that's more on my schedule. It's not like me time, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So if I get a free second, I'll usually pick up whatever book I've got open. So are you typically self-development or are you doing some fiction? So I'm usually self-development. I've been reading lots of parenting books right now, specifically yeah. around homeschooling. Um, and so that's, that's been talk. like, yeah, that's been my big one. And I have a long runway with the kids, but I am a uh, a fact finder. If you're a Colby fan, uh, I'm a fact finder person and I decrease my stress by learning a lot about a subject and then feeling like I'm making an informed decision about something. And so I've been uh, really taking in all of the... <laughs> the homeschool information lately. <laughs> You're going to have to share with me and tell me what you're reading later because that is me as well. That must be like what I would be on Colby. I've never actually taken that test, but I oh the research that I've gotten to do for the studio, days and days of researching mics and understanding like how things work. And I was in heaven. I was like, I could just it's research so things all day long. <laughs> Especially if you like deeply care about it. You're just like, oh yeah, give me all the information. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Well, last but not least, Tell me your most stereotypical mompreneur story. Think like kids running through a Zoom call with underwear on their heads. Do you have a hilarious story that only us moms could be like, yeah, you, we just, we get it. We yep. get it. So actually, it was just recently. So it was the first week back after this year. Um, and my whole family got hit with a stomach bug. Okay. And I hop on a Zoom call and I press my like mute button. And I was just like, hang on one second. Because I heard my husband like kind of being like, he was making like a weird like, oh, oh. And I was like, what is happening here? And I go in there and he is about to throw up my husband. 
And so I take Jack, my youngest. So he's he's going to be a year next month. And I take him over my shoulder just to grab him so that my husband go throw up and Jack projectile vomits all over me. And I was just like, oh, my God. And so I've got the baby. I've got throw up all over me. And my husband's now throwing up in the next room. Um, sorry, y'all. I sh- probably should have said a trigger warning before I started telling this story. But there's vomit basically all yeah. across my house. <laughs> And um, I go back to the Zoom call and I like give him the thing and I'm just covered and I'm like, guys, can't do this. And my my uh, lead operator, Lauren, who's on my calls with me, she's just like, OK, yeah, we're just going to kick Allie out of this meeting. And so they like had the whole meeting and I was just over here, like completely messing with everything that I was wearing because it was just covered. Um, so, yeah, that actually literally happened like a month ago at this point. Like it was just like a month ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's hysterical because it's like. We could do a trigger warning, but also we're all like, yeah, we're, I mean, we're right there with you. Like, and covered in poop and pee and vomit like 24 seven, right? I mean, I have, this was a risky look. Oh, yep. Here's some granola on my sleeve right there from a granola bar. (laughs) It's a risky sweater that I'm choosing to wear. It's white and I just (laughs) loved it. But here we go. Granola bar on it. My daughter Sophia was running around with an orange marker today. And I was like, girlfriend, you need to put the lid on that thing because I do not want the sweater anything yes. on it or the rest of the house so yeah that's mom life right <laughs> yes it sure is it's so crazy my husband actually he's so funny and he would totally do this too but he says that he's gonna purchase a poncho for when he gives the kids a bath and he would he would wear it in the bath I know no mm-hmm. doubt he would do it and so we always joke like all right let's get our poncho ready let's get our poncho ready because really that's the only way to like ensure that you won't get duff all over you every mm-hmm. single day yeah we need like parent smocks. Somebody listening needs yeah. to create like a parent smock that we can just wear. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes Babrin. Babrin does the really cool baby apron. So probably they should make mom versions. They should. I um with with it being cold, it's like today is actually a beautiful day. Um, but lately it's been you know negative ten degrees or whatever, and I have Gosh. a really cozy robe. Granted, it's white, but, you know, it just takes the hit. So I'll have regular nice outfit on, but I'll have my cozy robe on and it's covered in chocolate and who knows what else. And oh my then I goodness. take off my robe, which is also like my walking blanket Snuggie. <laughs> I can go on to do whatever I may do. Hop on a call. Megan, that's a life like that. hack. Right? That is that is a life hack, it's honestly. My poor, I might need poor to purchase is, a Snuggie robe. <laughs> yeah. My poor, poor robe doesn't look so good. Yeah, yeah. Get it in not white. Get it in black or gray. Mm -hmm. But it's cozy. It's like a walkable blanket. And uh, yeah, and it keeps me clean. (laughs) That's a life hack. Honestly, I might take that into my own life. I really appreciate that. Of course. Well, Allison, I'm so glad we got to just deepen this conversation. You are absolutely amazing. And everything you shared is such gold. And I'm just so appreciative for you coming on and, and supporting us mompreneurs with maternity leave leave operations i mean we hit so many things today it's been amazing yeah thank you for having me on i love our new friendship and i love all the work that you're doing as well i feel so honored to be on the show (laughs) oh my gosh it's a mutual friendship i appreciate you thanks so much for listening to today's episode you have no idea how much your listenership means to me if you loved what you heard would you mind leaving us a review it'll help get these episodes into more mompreneurs earbuds and into our community Ready to get your next season or project done? Then you need to check out the studio. It offers a creative, collaborative, and Instagrammable space for mompreneurs to batch their podcasts and beyond. Head to themompreneurguide.com studio to learn how to cut your marketing time from three months to three days so you can spread your message and mission on autopilot while enjoying the work and people you love most. See you next time.